0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word podcast. Maybe a little different today, maybe a little bit shorter. I'm not sure. We've got uh, sirens going off all around us with a tornado warning. But the actual tornado itself is uh, past us if it's actually on the ground. But I think there's one developing south of us. Ah, the deep south. You know, we're just a week away from meteorological spring, as they say. So you go rather accustomed to these type of things. So we're in the book of James right now. So let's go to the fourth chapter of James. And I actually want to go back to the verses we've looked at before. On one episode, we looked at verses one through four. The last episode, we looked at verse five. And the next verse, verse six, starts with the word, but. And so we really need to be reminded of what the context is to where we can see what the conclusion is. So verse one says this, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members. You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures." You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. Now, verse 6, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And you go, "Ah, oh, I've heard that verse before. Well, of course you have. <laughs> there goes the sirens. I'm not sure if you can hear it going off over my voice. It's about the third time it's going off. I just want to try to do this in between. But there you go. You know, <clears throat> Look what he says. There is greater grace. Okay, there's grace that is greater than our sin, there's grace greater than all the stuff that He's delineated right here, the wrong motives, the fighting, the quarreling, the lusting, <coughs> the seeking after your own pleasures, all that kind of stuff. It says the Scripture says this God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So what's being said here? What's being said is if we will humbly become come before the Lord, if we will repent and if we will confess, then the lord's grace will be there too often i hear this said a lot and people just don't know what they're saying uh they nearly speak i mean if you nail them to the wall on this they'd probably back off but they actually say things like well god's grace he just gives his grace to us and he just gives his grace to us and it's like he forces it upon us and regardless of whether we receive regardless of how we live god's grace is there And that's not exactly right, because it says here that God is opposed to the proud. The proud is the one that won't receive the grace of God. Okay? The one who won't repent. The one who won't confess. The one who's resting and trusting on his religiosity. You know, as I've mentioned a couple times before, I heard recently where uh, a church leader is out there and said, well, it's not our role and responsibility to speak with people about repenting and confessing. We're to love them. And I'm going, man, what what are you talking about? Not only the people in the world need to hear that, people in the body of Christ need to hear that. God gives grace to the humble. Now, watch this. Verse 7 continues on. Verse 7 says, submit, therefore, to God. So look what he's saying. Submit in light of all this, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That is actually a great promise right there. So do you see what it is? God has a greater grace, but he's opposed to the proud. If you're functioning in pride, you know, if you're arrogant, if you're full of hubris, if you think you're okay, if you think you've done this and done that, and there's no reason to change anything, you know, you've gone to church your whole life, you know, all that kind of stuff, then God is in opposition to that pride. But he will grant his grace to the humble. So we are instructed, and we in, are encouraged in a lot of that, to submit to God, to submit ourselves. And that word submit, let me say, I bet it's isn't it? Yeah, it is hupotasso, which means to place yourself under, to rank yourself under the Lord. Okay, submit yourself. The lexamachis says, therefore, subject yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. And then he tells you to do this. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Now, we're about to get into a couple more instructions that uh, this is the beginning of. He starts firing off these instructions. Notice what he's saying. If we will step out of the pride, if God's grace will be given to us. If we will walk in that grace and that humility, we will submit before God. Then we will realize, wait a minute, let's submit to God. Let's resist. Okay. Let's resist the evil one in everything that he does and everything he tries to do in our life, resist him and he will flee from you. Is that not a great promise? So set aside the pride, folks. Receive the grace that God gives the humble. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil and watch him flee you, okay? I tell you what, I'm going to get off the scene pretty quick right here. Some stuff going out here and got to check the weather out. You know how that goes, right? <laughs> Again, I'm Dale. And I thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.